Okay, so I know it's been his mind, but I just wanted to finish up letter 10, and uh, I guess uh, maybe El will, will pick it up on the uh, 11th letter, where it's you know, really being Meirich on, uh, on this letter. So we're talking about, um, right, so in the first uh, nine, eight, nine letters, the first kind of sets the Ashkafa, the, the overview of what, he, of what Yiddishkeit is supposed to be, what Klai Yisrael is, what's the purpose, etc., um, and here, in the 10th letter, he, he begins with the question, which is, well, how do you reconcile with, you know, the mitzvahs, the details of the Torah, with what you're telling me the Torah is? If the Torah is this incredible idea of, of, uh, of serving Hashem with everything at your disposal, with uh, serving Hashem with every creation and every creature, and, and mishpat, and chesed, and avan, all the wonderful things that he discussed, well, I mean, you open up a shulchan aruch, and uh, I don't know, somehow there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect. How do you take the ideals of the Torah, the ideals of what you're saying Klai is supposed to be and the Torah is supposed to be and reconcile it with what you open it up and it just seems to be, I don't know, it's a different world. So we're on page 145 and he says, after all the foregoing, what do you think you will find in the Torah? You expect, no doubt, the revelation of how to fulfill Hashem's will by means of everything that is put at your disposal and towards everything that surrounds you. In other words, how to practice justice and love through everything and towards everything. Right, because that's what he says. That's the ideal, right? And Klai Yisrael is supposed to be the nation that's that shows that it's the nation that was chosen by Hashem to give His Torah, right? And so you open up a Torah, and that's what you expect, right? And yet, uh, you know, not so much, right? Take this idea and add it to the concept of the mission of Klai Yisrael, which is not only to practice these principles in daily life, right? So as a yid, not only are you supposed to practice the ideals of Yiddishkeit, but also to guard the underlying ideas and to give expression to them for the sake of educating oneself and others. So in other words, Klai Yisrael because of their role within the world, because of their role in history, it's not enough that they actually do the Torah, they do the mitzvahs, but they also have to promote the Torah mitzvahs. That is part of, built in to what Klai Yisrael is supposed to be. Right? They have to educate themselves and others, right? because if you don't educate yourself, well then you're not going uh, to be able to stick with it. And part of the role of Klai Yisrael is educating others, is expressing to other Yidin, even to the non-Jewish world, that's all built into the mission of Klai Yisrael. So if you're going to look into the Torah, what you should expect to find is, number one, is practicing the ideals of what he says is justice and love, mishpat and ava, chesed, to everything in the world, because that's, that's the purpose. Hashem created a world, and everything in the world is interconnected, and everything in the world you're supposed to take in order to give, and you're supposed to right, exercise the, the, the rats and Hashem in this world through free will. So that's what you should expect to find, mitzvahs that reflect this idea. And then, Klai Yisrael, as a nation, the purpose of Klai Yisrael is, as a nation, to, uh, to, uh, to be the emissaries of Hashem in this world, to be the mamleches kehanim, to be the ar lagayim, like the, like the Navi says, right? And so these are all things that you should expect to find in the Torah. And add to this, too, all that derives from the conception of Yisrael's former statehood and is inapplicable outside the land and in the essence of the state. So in other words, there's going to be a lot of mitzvahs that pertain to Eretz Yisrael. Because when you have your own country, there's going to be a lot of ideals, obviously, that play a role. It's interesting that in the beginning of Sefer Devarim, right, everyone talks about what's Devarim all about, right? It's like repeating the Torah. There's a lot of mitzvahs that are repeated. There are a lot of mitzvahs that are said there for the first time. Like, what's going on? And Rav Hirsch, the way he explains Devarim is, it's the idea is, it's, it's the mitzvahs which were necessary for Klai Yisrael upon entering Eretz Yisrael. But now that they have their own country, you know, certain things, right, even like when he talks about Yemen Tayyim in Devarim, it doesn't mention Rashadim and Kippur. That's, that's always. Rashadim and Kippur, Tshuva, but the Shalosh Regalim, which is more Eretz Yisraelic, right? It's tied to the to Caesars, it's Eretz Yisrael and the Regal. You know, so again, he gets into that, but uh, again, there's a lot of mitzvahs which are obviously not going to be Nayig Bizman 
Right? Together, all this gives you the contents of the Torah devolving upon us. Right? That's what the Torah is. And our Rav Hirsch divides the mitzvahs, and he's going to go through them very briefly now, and then over the next two, three letters, he's going to get into it more in detail. But he divides the mitzvahs into six categories. Six categories, right? Not a lot of people do have his categories, right? He's a Taris Hashem Tamim Mishavas Nevush, Eidos Hashem Namanim Machimes Pesi, Pekudi Hashem Yisham Asam Chilev, Mitzvah Hashem Bar Mitzrayim, right? So he divides the mitzvahs into Taris, Mishpatim, Chukim, Mitzvahs, Eidos, and Avoidim. Those are his categories. Those are his categories, and I'll go through them now. But he just points out here in a footnote, and this is interesting. He says a lot of people divide the mitzvahs into asay and loisasay, right? There's like a very general asay is more positive, and loisasay is more, you know, what not to do. But he says, you know, that's useful for certain things, and certainly it's useful for like halacha, asay, deicha loisasay, right? But ultimately he says there are a lot of mitzvahs loisasays that are really positive, and a lot of mitzvahs asays that could be negative, right? So like you have a mitzvah of Shabbos, which you would say is positive, but it's expressed through loisasay, right? Like Pesach is a very positive remembering it's Yitzhak Mitzrayim and you expressed it through Leisa, say don't eat chametz, right? So you can have an assay, and, you know, which is negative, which is telling you do something, but it's really because of a negative idea. It's about, you know, and then you have, you know, destroy Avayi Zara. That's a positive, but it's actually, it's about a negative concept of a terrible Avayi Zara. Whereas a Leisa say could be expressing something positive. So just positive and negative, just because the mitzvah is not doing something doesn't mean that it's not expressing a positive idea. Shabbos is the best example, right? And we spoke about this last week, right? Is that, you know, I got a little trouble, right? So you have Shabbos, where everyone talks about Shabbos is beautiful, the Shabbos table and all the things, but, but Shabbos is expressed through a loisaste, through don't do malacha. Now, we have to figure out, how does not doing malacha right, remind us that Hashem created the world, which is what Shabbos is. Right? Okay, so we we'll have to figure that out. That's, uh, you know, first we have to learn this in the and then in the Chomish. But a negative and positive is not the point so much. It's what is the, you know, what's the idea behind it? Okay, so the first category is Tyrus. Tyrus, again, these, the, 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 the names are not, you know, throughout Tanakh, throughout Chomish Tanakh of Hirsch, tries to be consistent. You know, it doesn't always stim exactly. You know, sometimes the Torah just refers to mitzvahs in general. You know, it says the word Tyrus, but it doesn't mean referring to what it refers to subcategory of Tyrus. Chukim, you know, refers tries to add Chomish to try to be consistent and show how each mitzvah refers to that specific thing, but it's, it's, you know, Tyrus historically revealed concepts about Hashem. Tyrus is things that were revealed to us through history about Hashem, right? The character of man and of Yisrael. So these are things which were revealed to us, right? Those are not necessarily, without, without Hashem revealing Himself, it's hard to know that we would have come to know, even if we could assume that there's a God who created the world, right? But like, we, don't, we wouldn't know anything about Him, right? And yet Hashem, through His actions, through history, revealed certain things about Himself, Right? Through Yitzhak Mitzrayim, he reveals himself as, as the Dayan. He reveals himself as a person who punishes, right? He reveals himself as a person who's Echad. He reveals himself, right? And, uh, and all of these things are revealed to history, and there's a mitzvah to know those things, right? This is what like, the Chavis Halavas would call the Chavis Halavavas, right? The mitzvahs, like, and again, we'll give examples of these in the coming things, but there are certain ideas which, which the Torah tells us about Hashem, which we know through history, and of man and of Yisrael. Again, ideas about Klai Yisrael. Right? The role of Klai Yisrael in this world. You're supposed to know that idea. Forget about doing anything positive. There's a certain mistress that we're given to remind us this is what your role is as a Yid. This is what your role is as a human being. And their implications. Not as maxims of faith or philosophy. Again, it's not just we have to know these things because like, you know, the Yud Gimelikim kind of thing. Right? The Rav Hirsch, you know, uh, would have a different view on the concept of like dogma. Right? Jewish, we have to have certain beliefs. Thirteen beliefs you have to have, right? There, I know many of you have argued on the Rambam in that respect, right? Even though we kind of accept them as important principles, 
But Rabbi is like, the, the ideas that you're supposed to know about Hashem are not just, okay, you have to know these ideas, right? It's, it's, it's principles of living to be acknowledged and absorbed by the heart and soul. You're supposed to acknowledge and absorb these ideas so that you will live your life based on those ideas, right? In other words, you have to know this information, Avas Hashem, Yeras Hashem. These are ideas of the mind, right? But the point is not just love Hashem, I love you Hashem, right? It's I love you Hashem, whatever that means, and now I will serve you, right? So these are prerequisites for living a life dedicated to Hashem. Then you have Mishpatim, expressions of justice towards beings equal to yourself. So justice, this is not chesed, this is justice. Justice means this is what you are due. So you have another human being, we're both equal, right? You have to, right, based on the principle of equality, right? That's what justice is. We're both humans, and therefore I can't steal from you. I can't damage you, right? This is a basic concept of justice. It's not because I'm a nice guy, right? right? If I damage you, I pay you back, not because I'm nice, but because this is what you are owed. This is what you are due. Right? You are due that every person, we are equal in Hashem's eyes, Hashem created us, and therefore I have to act with you basic principles of justice. Right? Justice towards humans. That's Mishpatim. Chukim is expressions of justice towards subordinate beings. Again, so things that are lower than you. Now, there's no equality, right? Let's say a, a, a classic example would be like an animal, right? I'm not equal to an animal, so there's no justice due to this animal based on equality, but it's justice based on the fact that all things exist in Hashem's service. Hashem created all of us, and Hashem says, you have to act with justice towards everything. Justice is to give to another person or thing what is due to them. It's not kindness, it's justice. Right? These are the rules. Right? You're not being nice, these are the rules. Right? And so justice towards human beings is based on the idea of equality. That's mishpatim, that's mishpat. But towards things that are lower than you, Right? Why do I have to act with justice? Why do I care? He's an animal, right? The answer is because Hashem created everything. And so Hashem demands that justice. Justice towards the earth and plants and animals as well as towards your own property, right? Your, your own property, Baltashkis. Why do I, it's not a person, right? No, because there's justice towards, towards everything, right? Your body and your mind, you're not, right? It's yours. You can't just destroy your body, your mind, right? And heart, which together make up yourself. So the fact that you have to have certain rules and guidelines and limits to the way you treat yourself, that's what's adults, right? That's not equality. This is you. I can do what I want with me. No, because, right? because Hashem says you must, you must act with justice towards everything in the world, right? And that's justice. That's chukim. And again, we're going to give, in the next two letters, we'll get to specific examples in each one of these categories. Okay, the next two letters are going to go through, each letter is going to go through three categories and give examples. Okay, then you have mitzvahs, which is precepts of love towards all beings. So there's justice. Justice demands chukim, right? Mishpatim chukim. But then there's mitzvahs, which is love, even when they have no claim to it. So as the rules of justice, I don't owe you anything, right? But purely because of Hashem's bidding and the meaning of your mission as a man in Yisrael and, and, and a member of Klai Yisrael, right? Is that you have to show love, right? So the first two, right? Mishpatim and chukim are justice. This is mishpat. These are the rules that Hashem sets. But then Hashem also wants mitzvahs. Hashem says, love, you have to be like Hashem act also towards love. So even if they don't earn it, they don't deserve it, you have to act with other things and people with love. That's mitzvahs. And then there's edus, precepts that by word or symbolic action serve for the individual, for Yisrael and for the world beyond as reminders of all the truths that form the base of the missions of man in Yisrael. So edus, and this is where Hirsch is the most brilliant, but he's also maybe slightly controversial maybe, right, is this idea of doing mitzvahs that are symbolic expressions. We spoke about Tyrus as being ideas which you're supposed to ingrain in yourself, but there's also doing actions that are physically representing these, these ideas. Right? So an idea like Shabbos, which is Hashem created the world, but you're supposed to physically express it. 
mitzvahs, right? Like mila and tefillin and tzitzis. What is it? Right? It's not some sort of, you know, woogie bougie thing that you wear tefillin and all of a sudden, you know, you have some aura around you, right? All right maybe there is that also, right? But it's a, it's a symbolic expression of an idea. It says, take the mitzvahs of the Torah and every detail of the mitzvah is meant to express an idea. And, and Rav Hirsch is very busy because these are the mitzvahs that like the, the reformers would call you know, the ceremonial mitzvahs. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's like, yeah, you know, you just, like, that was kind of Mendelssohn. We'll get to the 18th letter, right? It's like Mendelssohn kept the mitzvahs, but like, yeah, they're kind of just ceremonial. Right? So what happens is you end up just stopping to do them, right? I know Hashem created the world. I'm okay not doing Shabbos. That's not just, you know, it's much more than that in Rav Hirsch. It's the physical act of expressing the idea is essential. Rav Hirsch has a whole volume in his collecting writings, getting, understanding the idea, right? But it's physically expressing the idea Right, it's it's uh, it's 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 serving for you for Kaiso the world as a reminder of the truth through a physical idea. Then the last one is avoda. Avoda is exaltation and sanctification of our inner spiritual life. Avoda is what we would call his iris and chizuk and musa. Right, to help us accomplish our mission in this world by refining our thinking through word and symbolic action. In other words, it's very all these mysteries that we just mentioned. All the categories are difficult to do. Are difficult. We have to avoda means we have to do things to keep us connected, keep us inspired, making sure that we are elevated, right? And that's what Avaida is. It's doing mitzvahs whose purpose is to keep us, you know, uh, to keep us uh, exalted and sanctified um, and uh, spiritual in order that we should be able to do the mitzvahs. So he says, basically, as a summary, we basically can divide the mitzvahs into three categories, right? You have justice, right? What we said was, mishpatim and chukim. Consideration for every being as the creation of God, for all possessions of having a purpose before God, and for the natural order as being ordained by God, and therefore compliance with the claims that they make on us. Hashem created the world, Hashem created everything in the world, and that makes demands. This is the way I want it to be. I want, right? You can't just take things from others, you have to behave towards other things in very specific ways. That's justice. It's not because you're a nice guy, it's because I demand it, right? It's interesting that we'll get to it next, next time. Tzedakah. Tzedakah comes from the word of justice. You give tzedakah not because you're a nice guy, but because you must. Hashem says, you're a human being, and therefore I demand that every human being has a certain standard of living, and you must, through the rules of justice, give the person that. It's a, it's a different way of looking at tzedakah, instead of I'm being a nice guy, right? Chesed goes beyond tzedakah, beyond the basic obligations of tzedakah. That's the next thing, which is love. Acceptance of all beings as children of Hashem and our brethren and promotion of their welfare and the fulfillment of Hashem's given mission. All this without there having any claim on us but purely because it's the will of Hashem the fulfillment of the divine command. Right? I can't demand you do chesed with me but because of the love, because we're all children of Hashem and we're brethren, Hashem says, we want you to act towards each other and other creations with love. So he's justice and love. And then there's education. Education of oneself and others. So love is a nice thing. Ultimately, it comes from Hashem, right? It's, you know, but it's, it's the mitzvah, which is, Hashem is saying, it's not a mitzvah of demand. The essence, he can't demand it from you, but you have to do it because of your obligation to act towards others with love. Well, the next two letters, you know, you'll, you'll, we'll see how it comes practical, but right? justice and love, education of oneself and others to such a way of life, meaning taking these truths to heart as one's moving principles, giving expression to them for himself and for others, and if through life's vicissitudes he has lost sight of them, struggling to reinstill them in his heart. Right? So, so education means doing things that will make sure that you stay in keeping the Torah. Right? So it's very interesting is that if you think about it, the crux of the Torah, the etzem, right, are like the mishpatim, chukim, and mitzvahs. Right? Those, that's actually the crux. 
right? That's acting towards others with justice and love. That's the crux of the Torah. Now, we have the ideas of the Torah, we have the Eidus, and we have the Avaidah, the Davening and Karbanes, which are meant to educate us towards our ideals of Kali Yisrael. Right? Again, once Hashem gives the Torah, all mitzvahs are equal, and we're not like, you know, we're not going to say this is greater than that one, but in terms of the philosophy, the goal is the mitzvahs and the chukim and the mishpatim, the justice and the love, that is the goal. Hashem, there are a lot of other mitzvahs which are meant to inspire us, to remind us of our ideals, to, to help us promote the ideals. But in terms of what is the Torah, what is the crux, right? It's very, very different than what you'll hear today, right? Very different than the spiritual, right? Because let's say a more Hasidic person will say, well, the, the, the mitzvahs is the Dveikas, the Avaida is maybe the primary goal and the other things are more prerequisites. In Refresh, it's the opposite, right? The other mitzvahs, the, the actual practical mitzvahs Right, but other machaverim, but other ma'asvim, other to the world. That's the Torah, right? That is what the, that is the mishpat. That is the mishpat and ava, and then the other mitzvahs are kind of ways to inspire and help remind you and keep you uh, and keep you connected there. Next, we'll consider each group of commandments in detail together with its underlying ideas. So again, this is an introduction to the letter. Hashem, the next two letters, we'll uh, we'll get to, we'll, we'll go through each of the mitzvahs and kind of show you where it fits into these categories. Beautiful. All right. All right.